Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. You see, you have and I have, we have a unique capacity in and of ourselves. And when we identify that, we are empowered. It's not that somebody else motivates us, but somebody else may shine a light that is so bright that it somehow sheds light over in our capacity and we begin to see ourselves. Oh yeah, I'm in this to win this thing. Not not that I want to make anybody else lose. I just don't want to lose. I just don't want to miss out on what God has for me. I just don't want to settle for less when God's got the best. And even if I got the best, God's got better. I am in interested in everything that God has for me. Therefore, I am conscious and I'm here. So many people are not. We're respondents as opposed to instigators. We react instead of being proactive. We somehow deal with whatever they send our way as opposed to going to make something happen. I hope you're getting inspired. I hope somehow you are tying this inspiration to your spirituality and that the thing that God has put inside of you is called an unction. Look at somebody say, you got an unction, an unction to function. Yeah. Conjunction, junction, what's the function? Working on phrases, clauses. Now think about that. God put inside of you something that only you can release. There's something inside of you. There's, there's a hope or a dream or a vision, but it's, it's a contribution to society in your generation. And if you don't release that thing, the, the cemetery, the graveyard, is this repository of all these great ideas. Think of all of the books that's never been published, all of the films that have never been made, all of the, all of the stories that's never been told, all of the inventions that have never been created or manifested in any way, all of the ideas that's never been prototyped. They went to the graveyard and if we could dig them up and get them out of them somehow, we'd be better off. But unfortunately we can't, which means that when we leave here, what is inside of us leaves with us unless we empty it out, unless we give it away, unless we show somebody else. I see mentoring happening right before my eyes. That matters. I see people drawing people in. I see young love and young men of, va- of valor. And, and I see it happening. Young men of valor got a new name. It's, it's now, why move? Young men of virtuous excellence. We're moving to the next level. But I endeavor that every young person that comes under the influence of this ministry will not only know who they are, but they'll know why they are. And then they'll know what it is that they're supposed to do. And they won't be people who just simply wonder what happened or watch things happen. They will be people who make things happen. And the adults say, what about me? What about me? It's not too late. It's never too late. Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. Slow, real slow. We can't take it all at once. Just a little bit at a time. But because you can do that, because you can breathe in and you can breathe out, indicates that you have the ability and the power to be an influence. You have the capacity to do something compelling, do something bigger than yourself, do something that's going to make a ripple effect around the world. If I dropped a pebble in Lake Michigan, eventually it's going to reverberate in every ocean on this planet. You say, really? Absolutely. Because it's all connected. Every water source on this planet is connected to another water source. 
which means that every life is connected to another life. Every person is an influencer or being influenced by someone else. The word of God says something that I believe is absolutely true. It's in the book of Philippians. You don't have to turn there. You can trust me on this one. It just simply says, he who begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it or to perform it, which means that God started something on the inside of you once we came to know Christ. And this is what he was saying in the writings in Ephesians. Once we came to know Christ, we were no longer under the law and under the judgment of our past lives. We now have an opportunity to fulfill that which God put us here for. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many have come to know Christ? You have come to know Christ. And some that said, I'm still working on it. And some you'll be able to, to come to know him today in the fullness of who he is. You see, when we don't know who he is, we don't know who we are. And when we don't know who we are, we don't know why we exist. And when we don't know why we exist, either someone else will influence us to do something that we were not created to do, or we will settle by doing anything, not really knowing why we're doing what we're doing. That's why the penal institutions are so full. That's why correct facilities are full. That's why our mental rehabilitation facilities are so overcapacitated right now. That's the reason why the governmental agency agencies have strain upon them because now not only is it okay to be crazy, but you get paid for being crazy. Now there are people who literally get paid and I, and I use the term crazy. I'm not talking about people who are legitimately emotionally impaired. I'm not speaking of those de developmentally disabled individuals. I'm speaking about people who, if they would just get up and brush themselves off, you say, well, that's easy for you to say. Well, let me tell you, it's because I've gotten up and brushed myself off. And when I fall down, I get up and I brush myself off again. If I fell down right now, guess what I'm going to do? Get up and I'm going to brush myself off. See, there's a capacity to get up and brush yourself. Do you have the capacity to get up and brush yourself off? Come on, somebody just stand up and do that for a minute. Get up and just brush yourself off. Come on. Young people, you know how to do it. Just go ahead and just flake it off your collar. Go ahead and just put, yeah, go ahead and just, yeah, one side and then the other side. Yeah, you don't have to brush anybody else off. You can just, you can just get and brush yourself off. Come on, look at somebody and say, it's time for me to get up. And it's time for me to make a difference. It's time for me to make something happen. The word of God says that he's begun a good work in you. Last week when we talked about making up your mind, the word was resolve. Resolve. That's making up your mind. And the resolve is based on decisions, desires, and dedication. That's how resolve is made up. To resolve means to make a decision based on your desires and then you commit or make a dedication to that. The way for us to remember influence, influence is easy to remember as well, is through our passions, our purpose, and our pursuits. So our resolve is made up of those D words and our influence is made up of these P words. Passion, Meaning the thing that moves me. Passion moves me. I was passionate about some chocolate cake and I went to Sam's last night before they closed because that chocolate cake, I spent $15, $16 on that chocolate cake and I've eaten about $7 worth of it already. It's just, I was passionate about that chocolate cake. And I, I never, when I was a kid, I never liked chocolate cake. I wanted strawberry, I wanted lemon, I wanted whatever, but chocolate cake, just somehow that chocolate cake is just, I'm just passionate about it. Look at somebody say, you need some new passions. You need some, yeah, you need some new passions. Which means that, that if you got the wrong passion for the wrong thing, in this case, it's the wrong passion for the right thing. You say, well, chocolate cake ain't gonna kill you. Well, I don't know. Another message. Passions, purpose, and pursuit. Passion. Hmm. A desire to go after some things, to be a better person. I want to be the best dad alive. I don't want to be the best dad who ever lived. <laughs> There's a difference. I want to be the best husband living. I want to be the best, not compared to anyone else, the best me. 
You see, the secret to success is not winning over someone else. The secret to success is being the best you that God could ever make you. The secret to success is fulfilling the promise that God has put on the inside of you. Identifying that is very important. And instead of going after those temporary, momentary passions, we have to seek the passion of the things of God. I'm hungry for the things of God. Anybody else hungry for the things of God? I'm desirous of the things of God. I want more of God. Not more religion, more relationship. Not more church. Jesus says that I am come that you might have church and that you might have it more abundantly. No. I come to have life. Passions. Passion. I'm so passionate about public speaking. Some of you all think you can do it. They're so passionate when they sing. I think I can. I just think I can do it. What happens is that when we, you know what I'm talking about, right? You just get, you get fired up, especially when you're at home by yourself. Oh, you can do things back at home by yourself that once you get out in public, you're like, oh, I was jamming at home. But but God's influence in us sparks something in someone else. When I see the, the mimers mimes, when they're when they're miming, it makes me I start moving like I start seeing I get ideas about miming. So if you ever pull up next to me in the car and you see me moving, you know, that's because I'm I'm practicing. I'm working on my mime. So either we are influencing other people. Are they influencing us? How many mothers have ever said that to their children? Why are you hanging out with them? They smoke. But I don't smoke, mom. Either they influencing you or you influencing them. Either you're going to start or they're going to stop. One or the other. I just use that as one example. So many other things. You know, what's well, so everybody's doing it? Is everybody jump off a bridge you're going to jump to? No. No. So be careful of the people that are most prominent influences in your life. And if you don't know them, then I probably wouldn't let them influence me. You don't know those people. Looks nice on TV, but would you be married to Yeah. So be careful of the influences and how much you know. How much do you know about Jesus? The old saints would say he's all right. Yeah, but the young people want to Google Jesus. Ask Siri. She's incapable of telling you. Anybody know who Siri is? Yeah, she's the automated voice that's on the smartphone. She's not that smart because she's not inclined to respond to religious questions. I said, well, are you saved? She says, I don't know what you mean. I said, you need to be saved. You need Jesus. She's like, would you like me to look that up? <laughs> that's what she says. She was laughing at me one night because I was just having a fun with Siri. Siri got angry and disconnected from me because I was like, you don't go to church. I can look up churches in your area. I say, but where do you go to church? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does the last one say? Our influence can change the world. Do you believe that? Making things happen, making things happen is a requirement of every believer. Jesus didn't just come and exist. His disciples who eventually followed him and walked with him, do you know they died because of him? And in their dying, they made things happen. That's why we're here right now. Because that there were witnesses. Jesus says, when you've received me, you're going to be my witnesses. And these things that I've done, you'll do greater. You're going to do greater because you've been with me. But all throughout the scriptures there in Ephesians, 
It simply said, because Christ raised you up, but, but God who is rich in his mercy, because you have a new life and because you no longer walk like you used to walk, you now have this potential on the inside of you that is intentional. You are empowered intentionally to make a difference. And I'm wondering if there's anybody in this room today who says, you know what? I can relate to that and I want to make a difference in my life. I want to make a difference in the earth. I want to be the difference in the earth. I want my generation to be known for the things that we accomplish for the kingdom of God. And I'm not just settling for existing. It's, it's nothing to exist. Ants exist, but an ant is smarter than most of us. They know how to toil and how to work in the summer so that in the wintertime, they'll have enough sufficiency in their ant farm. So take that into consideration. But being a slugger, you don't prepare. Proverbs tells us that a fool will see a lion in the way and just stand there. But a wise man or woman will make provisions to get out of the lion's reach. The enemy wants to destroy you. You see it coming. You see him coming after you on a regular basis. You, you can feel the heat of his breath. Don't put your head in his mouth. You still got scars from the last time you were scratched by the enemy. God didn't call you to be a lion or a tiger tamer. He says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. To resist means to push against. It doesn't mean to cower or run away. It means to push against, to press back, press back against the enemy. Don't just sit there and wait for the next time that somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Don't wait for the next time your heart is going to be, be dropped. You feel like your heart has just been dropped. You, you feel that ache and that pain. You can anticipate it because every month at a certain time, you feel a certain way. I'm not talking about biological. Spiritually, we're on cycles. Spiritually, we're in the cycles of of sometimes we feel good and sometimes we don't about ourselves. And so, you know, I'm just not having a good day. It's okay once every now and then to not have a good day. But the Bible says that this is the day the Lord has made and I should rejoice and be glad in it. So whether it's a good day or not, it's going to be a great day. But you can't have a bad day and then a bad week and a bad month and a bad year because eventually it becomes a bad life. And God didn't call for us to have a bad life. He says, I call that you might have a good life. If you're tired of the cycle and you're ready for it to break. You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org, or call us, 616-974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nation's Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the scripture. Despite the present-day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope.